And welcome back to Talk Talk, everyone. Zebra Nation, hello out there. I'm Adam Petrus. And I'm Hale Henches. And we are excited to be back with you after a short hiatus. Uh, you know, Hale, I can't believe that we're almost through the NFL season. It's as if we were just talking about the Super Bowl a few months back. Yeah, man, it's gone by fast. What a season it's been. And uh, we certainly have a lot of good football left to be played. But time does fly. You're right. Yes, it certainly does. Time flies. And certainly 2023 is gone. We've got ourselves a happy new year. And so, yes, happy new year to you. Very excited for us to introduce our guest here today. Uh, but before I do that, you know, we've been on a little bit of a hiatus hail from the old Chalk Talk podcast with all of our listeners out there. We do apologize. But uh, one of the main reasons was is Hale and I have been grinding. We've got a day job where we're out there on planes, we're in hotels, we're in conferences, trade shows, meetings, dinners, breakfasts, uh, you name it. And so just like many of the Zebra Nation, especially on the sales, but engineering, marketing, uh, you name it, it's uh, everybody's grinding. It's just kind of what we do. Um, but with that, you know, Hale, um, this thing, this is a better time than than any to say congratulations. I know you just busy wrapped, wrapped up a very busy year um, in your focus channel account areas. But you are excited to announce that you've taken a new job, and I'm excited to welcome you to the sports and entertainment team. So congratulations, and why don't you tell all our listeners about your new role? Yeah, thank you, Adam. I really appreciate that. And I'm uh, fortunate to be uh, another member of our North American sports and entertainment team, specifically um, on the retail team, very focused on hospitality, sports and entertainment accounts. Um, so that's one thing along with Adam, right? I'm very focused on growing that sub vertical. And uh, we have a lot of great momentum, great people on our team, and just a lot of really great people who are focused on growing this fast-growing account, so uh, fast-growing vertical. So with that being said, that's going to be my focus this year, and it's uh, something I'm really fo looking forward to and helping Adam continue to just grow our presence in sports entertainment world. Yes, indeed, and congratulations again, Hale. But let's get right into it. We have got ourselves a super-duper guest today, and I guess it was about a year ago this time that uh, we have the opportunity to catch up with Brandon Copeland and Brandon is back with us. And um, man, you retired from the NFL in August after 10 seasons and has since jumped into the lead um, in at least four different businesses and philanthropic ventures. Brandon, how do you define retirement? Yeah, man. Uh, getting bigger bags under your eyes and uh, <laughs> just chasing around after the kids uh yeah no retirement was short short lived so to speak uh and uh it's it's been the ride of a lifetime but as, as you mentioned on august 21st i officially announced my retirement from the nfl and then two days later i announced you know we're building the players association for college athletes called athletes.org so it's uh it's been a grind it's been a hustle but fortunately the athletes have embraced us they are 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 running our organization they're owners of our organization and and um it's been a great great transition from football that's awesome man we love what you're doing look forward to hearing more about it and and with that said certainly you know two days later after announcing the NFL retirement I mean you didn't waste any time rolled up your sleeves um, but tell us, how has the adjustment been going from, you know, onto the playing field and team meetings, traveling, 
the watching the diet to now doing all the things that you're doing. Yeah, it's football. it's been tough. Like like every other player that that transitions from something that you've done for for me 23 years of my life. And and you know I say tough, and and I'm a realistic optimist, I should say. And and so uh, as as Jim Harbaugh and, and John Harbaugh say, you know who's got it better than us? Nobody, right? Like I, there's nobody that has it better than me. I'm extremely blessed, but. Um, the understanding and the evolution of like waking up and not having to go to work out, right? Like, dang, there is no fine if I'm five minutes late and understanding that, Hey, you know, for the last pretty much, I mean, shoot, I guess since school age, college sports, NFL for the past 10 years, my life has been scheduled by somebody else, right? Like a season off season went after a report, you know, planning vacations with the misses now of like six months from now, just knowing like, hey, we, we'll, we'll be free. We can do that. Right. Like so there's just a number of different things. And when I say tough, it's like, you know, also just kind of uh, evolving and giving yourself permission to put yourself first, to say no to people, to put guardrails on your life. Um, it, it's been very, very interesting. And and again, I, I've evolved a lot over the past year and and. Um, I'm learning from folks like yourselves. I'm learning from Zebra and how you guys have built an amazing business and are scaling it and operating and and, and putting customer service first. Um, and, and so again, it's been a whirlwind. It's been a whirlwind, but a beautiful one. Yeah, absolutely, Brandon. And you know, I could I could uh, certainly you know think about that as well from a, a retirement standpoint. You know, uh, much like yourself, right? I had to uh, adjust and find something new after many, many years of playing football. And it's something that's never easy. I always explain to people who ask, you know, it's kind of like you had your dream job, right? Like you, you, what you always dreamed of was playing football from a very young age and, and taking that as far as you could. And you did. Uh, and many people don't get to do that. And so I, uh, I always, you know, relate it to what's what's my next dream job right what that's what is that going to look like and i gotta find that and sure, certainly you've done a great job of that and and pouring your efforts and your time into your your different philanthropical philanthropic organizations and consulting programs and all the great things that you do um you certainly put that energy into something else and i think a lot of us as players with that and that's not why so many of us i think kind of spin our wheels a little bit and, and trying to figure out what just what that's going to be so it's great to hear that you're doing well and that you're you're paving that path um and uh, i know we've all struggled with that in our own way so it, that's really great to hear thank you thank you thank you no i appreciate it and i think you know one of the the best things you know because a lot of players have asked me and also a lot of people have assumed that you know because i was doing a lot of things off the field while playing that it just be a smooth, easy yeah. transition. But again, you know, somebody asks you, hey, man, you play football? I, you know, I didn't shrink when I retired, right? right. You play football, you're like, ah, nah, man, I, ah, not anymore, right? <laughs> like, it, it hurts. It opens up the wound. And um, we ended up actually having a couple teams call during the year and, and you know, told them no. And, and that was its own process as well, too. But what I will say is, waking up every morning you know the thing that football gives you is for some of us purpose right like it gives you something to wake up and chase after whether you're a kid chasing you know the bright lights and and being up on that stage and that platform one day and i think for for all athletes and, and just people out there in general right like the quicker you can identify your purpose 
the quicker you can wake up and feel comfortable that you're chasing after something that matters to you. And, you know, with all the different businesses and things that I go after, I am extremely blessed because I am, these are passions that I've found a way to, to monetize. And these are passions that I've found a way to help other people with. And again, find yourself purpose as quickly as possible. And a lot of the other things will become easier or simpler. Awesome. Yeah, it's great that you were able to, you know, kind of start doing a lot of these things while you were still playing and, you know, building your brand, like you said, as a life coach, a financial advisor, all these things that you do. I mean, thankfully, right, like they, they always preach to us whenever you're playing, it's like you got to get something set up. You know, you really got to we got to focus on what life is going to look like, you know, the next 40 years and, and what that's going to be like for you. So thankfully you were able to do that. And I know it's a lifelong process, but that is great to hear. Um, you know, talk a little bit just about like, what some of the most you know passionate things that you do that uh, you know you can really think that maybe maybe why why were you able to find that niche for yourself while you were playing you know what who who made that obvious to you or who put that in your head had you just always done that or you know I know whenever we were playing you had talked a lot about that and so I had kind of think about okay I I got to figure out like what I'm going to do after that what made you think of that what what motivated you. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a couple of things. So first, uh, there's this guy right here. I'm not sure if our, if, you know, folk can view it or not. So, uh, that's my grandfather. His name was Roy Hilton. He he played for 11 years um, in the NFL, 1965 to 1976. Uh, we just passed the anniversary of his death two days ago uh, in 2019. So two days and four, four, really four years ago, January 6, 2019. But, you know, growing up where your hero happens to be an NFL player, happens to not really care about you as an NFL player, cares about you as a grandson and, and his DNA. Uh, again, that just gave me a cheat code to a lot of things in life, really. And when you, you know, all of us, we come into the NFL, we're young we are the strongest we've ever been. We're the best shape we've ever been. We are superhumans in our minds. And we have to be to go out there and compete on Sunday. But when you can see your grandfather who you can see life goes on after football and you're going to have to figure out what you want to do beyond it. It, it always, you know, it's a, a, a natural reminder that there, this, there's something bigger to be done with your platform or there's more life more to life than just how many tackles you can make and how many sacks you can have in a, in a season. Um, not taken away from, from the experience on the football field, but he was huge and monumental in a lot of the major decisions I made from the college I decided to go to. He's the one who made me feel comfortable going to Penn. He always said, you know, brain, they can never take that away from you. So, you know, go get the great education. If you're good enough, they'll come find you. And I think you're good enough. And I wouldn't lie to you. He always said, I think I, I wouldn't lie to you. Lying to you would be like lying to myself. And what good does that do for any of us? Right. And so that that was huge. Um, having having a, that perspective has been amazing for me. And then I think, you know, we talk about the different things that I, I chase or, or the passions. I remember in high school or really getting recruited to go to, to high school and a coach talking to me about the great players that had come before me. These guys, Ambrose Wooden, Victor Abiyamiri, Victor ended up playing in the league 
Um, these guys, they, they were greats. They came out of my high school, phenomenal players and phenomenal men. You know, they, they were great mentors of mine. And I remember being, I had never met them at the time. And I'm, I've considered myself a humble kid, but at that moment I was like, man, I'm going to be so good. You're going to forget about them. Now, I didn't say that to the coach, but that's what my mind did as just an athlete and a competitor. And I'm like, dang, like, if that's how I think, how long is my legacy going to last for some tackles? All right. Well, I'm going to play football. I love it. I love going out there and hitting people. But if I really want to be remembered, then I'm going to have to do something with a little more ripple effect or impact than just tackle people. How awful would it be if people showed up to my funeral talking about highlights from games as opposed to to what I really meant to them? And so that literally was seventh grade for me. And mentally, it was always like, I got to use this platform as a means to an end. And what we really chase after is two things. One is youth empowerment, youth development. And, and that's my family foundation beyond the basic sink. I don't think that I'm special. Uh, my wife, she's amazing. I love her to death. We don't think that we're special, right? You see, I framed that one up differently. I'm not going to say I don't think she's special. That would get me, get me hurt out here now. All right, this be the first, this be the last podcast. I do. Uh, <laughs> but but we don't think we're, we're special. We think that we are extremely ambitious. We work hard, but we've had amazing people in our lives who've showed us things. They've exposed us to great opportunities, great career, career paths, et cetera. And then we were able to put the work ethic in behind it to make it happen. We want to do that for as many people as possible. Like I, I am just fortunate to be in the right place, right time when my head coach walk past at Penn, walk past the, the conference room and I'm sitting in there just studying and say, hey, man, you interested in a, ever interested in a Wall Street internship? Wow. Coach, I never really never really thought about it. Right. Let, let me, let, let's learn some more. And and how can I do that for other young people who, who deserve that opportunity? And then then second, you know, obviously being an athlete, you know, and, and now chasing after this this amazing opportunity to change lives with athletes.org. I just want to see more athletes walk away from their sport with more to show for it than, than memories, right? Like if you can walk away from your sport with, with some money saved up and uh, a bunch of great memories and some friends and some, some real lessons that, that you can drive with you through the rest of your life, then that's, that's a beautiful thing. And, and what athletes.org is, is doing is helping the next generation of athletes maximize their income, amplify their voice. And we've built a whole platform to to give them on demand support so that they, we can get the bad actors out of the space. We have free contract review, free background checks for college athletes, free second medical opinion. So we're trying to get rid of the excuse of, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know what perpetuity meant. Oh, I didn't know I shouldn't sign over 15 years of my net worth for this advance. We have firms who literally represent the NCAA and represent universities who are giving all of our all college athletes through our platform free contract review. Nice. Nice. Man, fantastic. You know, it's 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 awesome to hear, my, you know, a, a person living with purpose and certainly all that you're doing has bigger, greater purpose, not only for yourself and your family, but for our next generation. And, and thanks for going back and highlighting, you know, the influence that your grandfather had and his story and, and certainly our condolences um, after two years. Um, but it's great that you can continue to talk about him and the influence that he's had on you. Um, and so 
I want to get into some of the here and now and some of the yesterday. And uh, all of us had the opportunity to see you on Netflix last year with the uh, Buy My House. So uh, we're curious to see how did some of those real estate uh, endeavors turn out? Yeah, one, shout out to, to Buy My House. Shout out to the, the cast and crew um, of, of Buy My House. All of those are great friends and mentors of mine to, to this day. Uh, yeah, that, that was an amazing experience. And the follow-ups with the different um, homeowners yeah. afterwards. I can't remember what we called them on the show. I can't, can't even remember because it wasn't sharks and shark. I can't have no idea. Yeah. But the, the homeowners afterwards, uh, it's been amazing. It's It's been different iterations for the different businesses. I mean, excuse me, for the different couples and families and stuff like that. But some of them have been great stories to be blunt, right? Like sales and everything easy. And others have been, Hey, there's a little more behind the veil that we, we had to uncover, unfortunately. So, uh, every home and process was different, but, uh, again, that was definitely a special time <laughs> in my life and career. Oh man, no, no doubt. Uh, it was fun to watch. It was, they did a great job. You're right. You had great, uh, castmates, on the show, but it's uh, it's interesting to hear kind of behind the scenes what it was like, and then also the fact like heck, any of us who buying a house and doing the inspections and the walkthroughs, and then figuring out well, you know, maybe there's a little more to the story here on this house. Yeah, yeah, no, it was. Uh, I mean, you got the height of the real estate market, then you got coming and pitching homes to, you know, a bunch of folks that they've put on this this pedestal right and so that naturally had its own you know the negotiations were set up to be whoa these are some tough negotiations right <laughs> and so anyway it, it was a it was a great time it was a great conversation and and what a lot of folks don't know is when we shot that it was maybe 15 days before training camp with the Falcons started. So for me personally, uh, like when we finished up shooting uh, in New Mexico, uh, we ended up, I had like four days to report to Falcons training camp. So I was up at like 4 a.m. training and then go on set for 12 hours, then train afterwards and stuff like that. So my mind was just like all in a, a, a jumble but what i learned in new mexico is a lot of ufc fighters and stuff are out there so i did a lot of ufc training that year which was awesome i was trying not to get my tail whooped yeah. you know show up the camp with a black eye yeah, yeah, yeah. but again just an amazing experience all around and and again learn from some amazing some from some of the great cast members on there that's awesome yeah and i could would definitely encourage everyone to go out and watch that if they if they haven't seen it. That's uh, really an awesome program. I, I love some of the things that were highlighted during that, and uh, it's always good. It's very binge worthy. So kudos <laughs> to you on that. And uh, you know, let's let's pivot a little bit <clears throat> and talk about beyond the basics. Um, that that was your first foundation, correct? Yes, it was. It's my wife and I's family foundation. Awesome. Awesome. Well, good deal. Well, can you just talk a little bit about what's growing and changing with that? Uh, I think there was a holiday shopping spree that you all did too. Maybe fill in our listeners about that. Yeah, we just ended 2023 with, uh, we call a December to remember. And this is an event that we started 
uh, in 2018, so a little over five years ago now, uh, we, we, I was a football player with the Jets at the time, took 60 kids shopping for the holidays, got our teammates involved and, you know, the competitive nature in me and figured out, look, how do we grow this and how do we expand this? And what we did was the one positive thing about being an NFL journeyman, as they say, you know, they put that journeyman tag on you like it's a negative thing, like you're not in the NFL, but being on all those different teams, I have friends from all over the league. So I decided to just reach out to these different friends and see, hey, would you be willing to do this in your city that same day? Would you be willing to do this? And since then, we've grown. We've almost given away over a million bucks uh, over the last five years for the holidays for underprivileged and underserved kids. Uh, this past year, we just did uh, 11 cities, 10 different states, over 20 NFL players involved along with their teams and over $100,000 given away to over 500 kids this year. And again, it, it's it's been incredible. It's one of the best things that we do because every time you get there, where I got hooked was the first year there was a young man who put on a jacket. This was in Jersey City, uh, New Jersey, put on a jacket and he was with the Covenant Houses, uh, a homeless uh, shelter for teenagers. And he was like, man, I don't have to be cold anymore. And I'm like, whoa. And all of the kids show up for because they believe they're completing community service. So like all these folks come here thinking they're doing community service for somebody else. And then we give them all a two hundred dollar shopping spree each. And so, you know, this year we took some young people who had just lost parents um, with an organization down in Texas. And we've taken single parents. We've taken a number of different types of categories of people. Uh, again, it's, it's just phenomenal. And, and to route this back to your original question, what Beyond the Basics we want to do is we want to ma help maximize young people's potential uh, by introducing them to experiences and, and people and opportunities that can help change their trajectory and, and their exposure. And so the December to Remember event doesn't necessarily fit that mold per se, but what it does do is it's a once in a lifetime experience and it makes a lot of young people say, hey man, I would love to do this for somebody else one day. And the only ask that we have from all the people involved and the kids is like, we don't want anything else from you, but just try to go put a smile on somebody else's face. You don't have to pay for their toys. Just just go ask them how they're doing. And we feel like if we can create this flywheel of good in the world that, hey, good things are going on, then, you know, we've done. Absolutely. Oh, and that's amazing and really a special time of year to do that. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of companies, you know, kind of focus during the season of giving too, right, to um, – pour into their communities, right? Invest in people, um, you know, get back, right? Do all these things that are really important. And, uh, you know, it, it does seem like from time to time that, you know, you know, from where October, there's a lot going on, right? So can you just talk a little bit about what you all are doing throughout the rest of the year too, to, uh, you know, invest in, in the kids and you know, get back to the community, like you said. Uh, and how do you sustain those programs year round? Absolutely. So what we typically do is we have our football camp, which is in the summer and in December to remember is the way we end the year. And we show up in different places throughout the year. I'll talk about our football camp first. And, and also, I'd be remiss if I didn't shout out Zebra for always just supporting us, rocking with us. You guys have been a partner of ours for, I want to say, almost four years now doing this and and consistently supporting through the pandemic and and everything 
always finding a way to to support because you guys make it a priority to give back to the communities that you guys are, are in as well, too. So, again, we don't do this without collaboration. So, again, thank thanks to Zebra. Um, we, we do our football camp and uh, our name is Beyond the Basics. We don't want to do anything very, very simple <laughs> at all. Right. And so. Uh, our football camp is really we, the last thing we care about is football. It's really a career exposure and development day. We have we're in Baltimore, Maryland, which is my hometown. Uh, we have things like every kid shows up and they have to submit their transcript before they show up. And the prizes are awarded at the end of the day based off the character that they show throughout the day. Do you help a teammate up? Do you cheer people on as well as your grades? And so now, which sounds like, man, that's a lot, right? But now, you know, what, what happened this year is some little little man pulled on my my hoodie. Uh, it wasn't a hoodie. It was a, a shirt. You know, it's a little hot in Baltimore in June. And he's like, hey, Mr. Copeland, like, I got all A's and B's this year. Can I get a prize? To be honest with you, I don't know, kid. We, we don't have so many. We only have so many prizes. But I know that I have one because the, you come to me thinking, that by getting A's and B's, you're you're going to get a potential prize. And so whether that's a little motivating factor to you throughout the year, I've done my job. Our camp has done its job. And so that means a lot to me. When the kids show up, they also have to submit what career path they're interested in. We have 120 volunteers at our camp alone, 300 participants plus. Uh, so now all the volunteers, whether they're in legal whether they're in marketing, whether they're in education, they have a certain color wristband that matches up with the young people there. So now you have natural interactions and networking and we create time throughout the camp at rest breaks, get the kids tired. Then you want to sit down, you want to take some water and now allow those volunteers to actually start talking to the kids about what they actually do. Uh, it, Final thing that we've done is we have undercover police officers there. Baltimore and police have had a long history of, uh, of hey, let's call it what it is, beef, right? Like it's, <laughs> it is what it is. And um, and one of the things we started doing years ago was having Baltimore City police officers come there, plain clothed, and they're just volunteers at the camp. At the end of the camp, you know, I do a little my little soapbox moment. I'm like, Hey, if you're a police officer, why don't you stand up, raise your hand. And you know, every single year kids like, Oh, you the whole time. Right. Oh man, it's the feds. Right. But they have a new bond and new relationship because throughout the day, that's the person who was cheering you on. That's the person who was giving you water when you were tired, who congratulated you when you made a big catch. And now our kids can go from our camp and hopefully, start to spur good conversation and new relationships in their communities. And, and so, again, I, I, I love our football camp. I love our our, our shopping spree for, for the youth. Uh, we do other things throughout the year, like uh, feeding people around not only the holidays, but also just in emergency situations. Um, we've given coats to people. We do book bags for, for school. Um, and now what we're focused on in 2024, now that I have a little more time to focus, uh, we're working on building out our mentorship program and some scholarship programs for some of our participants. Man, it's fantastic. And it's really cool that fact that, uh, Brandon, you're, you're creating these opportunities for, you know, the next generation and, and 
boys and girls coming up. Um, and certainly I love the example in Baltimore and the Be More there and with the undercover police officers and kind of putting that perspective in the mindset that, you know, we're all humans, right? We're doing different things and it's about treating people appropriately and not having mis you know, conceptions. But also it's um, one of the things, you know, Hale and I have talked about in other times around fundraising and, and charities is that, you know, you need folks that are, are able to give some monetary money. You need folks that have the ability to donate toys or used goods. Uh, and then you need volunteers. And, yeah. and then you need people that can want to be mentors. And it's like you're creating this subset in this culture where you get a little bit of everything. And yeah. it sounds like you just developed a great team and can you just kind of tell us about, you know, what, how you and your wife and you, your team, how do you bring in and how do you raise that awareness to, to build a foundation like that? Well, yeah, one, thank you for shouting out the team. We've been extremely blessed. I think one of the lessons that I've learned years ago, somebody said, hey, man, a lot of people want to do great things. They just need like a vessel to do it through or to do it with. So if you create the blueprint, people are going to show up. They, especially when they have a great time. And so that's the the mindset that we take. We've done a lot of these things with just our friends, like our board for our, beyond the basics are a lot of my friends from college and, and teammates from college and some of my wife's friends, but they just happen to be doctors. And one just got sworn in as a senator uh, recently and you know, lawyers, et cetera. So it, it's, it's really been a, a collaborative process and collaborative approach. Uh, what I'll say is what we try to do is we try to make an event. It's, it's actually a company value at athletes.org. I call it win, win, win. Everybody wins. Like if you come to our event, I want the, the participants to win. I want you as a volunteer to win. And I want the the organization to win. And when we do that, you have beautiful things come out of it. Like, like we've had folks leave our camp and get job opportunities because of just the natural networking there. We recently had our first couple from our camp get married. Uh, they recently got married a couple weeks ago. They met at our camp on the football field. I'm like, hold on, what were y'all doing? Y'all supposed to be watching the kids now. Uh, <laughs> but hey, all, 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 all power to them. Um, and and we, we now have had kids who participated in our camp who now come back to volunteer at our camp as well, too. And, and what I'll say, Adam, is what we started doing years ago not our first year, we weren't ready. Our second year through, what we've tried to do is implement a community service event at the camp, which sounds like it's a community service event within a community service event. So the way that worked the first few years was we had, we started this year two with 250 book bags, 250 toiletry kits that were dispersed to homeless folks throughout the city of Baltimore and book bags to young families and people who needed the book bags. Um, we made all of the campers, when you came in, the first thing you did, split up into your groups, you get drafted when you come to our camp and you compete for time, who gets it done the first, the quickest, right? And that's the first prize given away. What this teaches, we've eventually got that to a thousand book bags, a thousand toiletry kits, big piles at the end of it that just get distributed in their own city. What this teaches young people though, is like like you just mentioned, it's not, it's not always about money. Sometimes it's about time. Okay, I can spend my time organizing these things. There is no excuse not to give back. 
right? And so that's really what the emphasis is. And I think that that's why people come back and love it, love it, love it. Now, one of the challenges I'm working on this year is out of full disclosure is I'm trying to figure out how I can get the parents more involved and engaged. So we're working on trying to put together some financial literacy workshops and business workshops just for the parents. And the other caveat, we have, we do our, I went to a private high school called Gilman. So uh, we have the admissions offices there and we've had some campers who've now gotten introduced to Gilman and decided to go as a result of it, right? We're trying to set it up so that other schools can have that opportunity and access as well too. Not that private versus public is any, there's any weight in it. Again, it's just exposure. How can we use this four to six hours of your life as a way that can be create a monumental change in the way you think the way you operate with people and hopefully bring good energy to those conversations as a result of seeing the way we operate with each other. And then also really in the framework of your life, whether that be career exposure to schools and, and other things. Wow. No, man, man, it's impressive what you have built, what your team is doing. And of course the impact that you're having on um, your, your campers and the people attending your seminars it's uh, it's very impressive, and I, you know, Zebra's been is very proud to be play a small part in what we can do to help you and get the word out. We're thrilled that you're on the show today, um, and you've given our listeners a lot to think about as they certainly go into the new year with um, new year resolutions to be better people. How they can have an impact with starting with themselves to their family to their community to the next generation. So thanks for sharing all those things. We've got to get to the tail end of our, our show here, but we need to talk some football. You know, we, we can't not let have a little bit of conversation about some football right now. So we're, we're through the regular season. We're into the playoffs. So just tell our yeah. listeners, you know, being a former uh, NFL player, first year kind of first year out, uh, and you had some opportunities yeah. to come back, but you're a busy guy. You've got family life. You've got foundations. You've got balls in the air. How much football do you watch during the course of the year? And then i got to hear is uh, do you have any uh, – any any comments you want to give us about the officiating this year? <laughs> I always got some comments about officiating. I don't know. They can't find me from here. Right. Um, <laughs> so uh, so in terms of watching football, that's something that, you know, we always watch. And, and even if we're keeping it on in the background, it's really important. I have uh, uh, two boys, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. It's really important that that I introduce them to the game in a way that that they can love and respect. And and to be quite honest with you all. Right. Like, I, again, Baltimore kid. I started with the Baltimore Ravens undrafted free agent 2013. I ended with the Baltimore Ravens 2023. I have lived my dream 10 times over. It doesn't really get too much better than that. If I wouldn't have done that, I probably would be a little more salty. Right. I'll probably be like, man, we're not watching football. And you know, they, they, they should assign me. Right. So now I can root for them. Yeah. I can be happy for them, all of that stuff. So, again, it's been been great. Um, I'm excited. One healthy Lamar Jackson. I know you didn't ask this for the predictions, but healthy Lamar. More man. I mean, it, it <laughs> hell, you know, I mean, it's yep. missing, missing Andrews, missing Mark, which yep. is right. But. Again, the Baltimore Ravens, I mean, well-coached team, amazing organization as well, too, from, like, top to bottom. There's no detail or no stone left unturned in that organization. So I'm extremely excited to see what they do. That bye week, 
I believe they they're number one, so they got the bye. Yep. Right, that's the that's the scary thing. That bye week sometimes yeah. can be the little catch twenty two um, for some teams, and and hopefully, I mean, Harbaugh knows how to to keep them working yeah. <laughs> to avoid any any lows. So I hope they come out on top. Um, in terms of officiating, ah oh man, I'll tell you the Lions. You know, I yeah. I played three years with the Lions. For those who don't know. Uh, the year before I got there was another controversial call between the Cowboys and, yeah. and the Lions. Brandon Pettigrew uh, was playing tight end at that point and had a controversial call against him, and it, it, it hurts to see. Uh, it definitely hurts to see. Um, it's a part of the game, though, you know, as, as much as – though that type of call, though, makes it a little more frustrating. It's a little easier to deal with, like, a, a holding, an yeah. in-game – type of penalty a bad pi call or something like that but like a uh you know i'm eligible call oh yeah. that one hurts and you got to feel it for detroit oh. i mean detroit that fan base is phenomenal yeah. that is literally one of the most amazing fan bases in the world and they deserve a winner i'm so happy for them right now right. and to have that happen i'm like oh man that's a tough that one so that was tough yeah yeah absolutely absolutely Awesome. Well, I certainly, Adam, I don't know about you, but I certainly like the uh, Ravens 49ers matchup potentially in the Super Bowl. I think that could be a very realistic one. And uh, certainly I think the Ravens got the, the secret sauce to go all the way and Lamar's really elevated his game and the defense is playing lights out. So they, they, those two teams look hot to me right now. And uh, I think they're they're the front runners, not just because of the number one seeds, but, but they've played well all year. I would only say, and just because, you know, former teammate of yours, but uh, you know, if you flacco around, find out. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. It should be exciting. It's going to be an exciting playoffs. And, um, you know, it's funny, too, like the officiating and, you know, Brandon, because we do the next-gen stats technology through our RFID program, and we got the tag inside the ball, and people are always like, hey, you know, how can how can you guys help, you know, make the game, the officiating, you know, uh, enhanced or improved? Mm -hmm. And certainly there's some things that are happening, whereas we, like on punts, we can see the ball when it crosses the out-of-bounds line instead of the arbitrary oh, wow. referee kind of going, like, this is where I saw it go out. But we can actually say, well, actually, it did go out at the 37th-and-a-half-yard line versus the 37th-yard mm -hmm. line. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, the human element is always going to be there in the game. And I think that's also what makes football football for us. Um, instant replay is mm -hmm. great. And when it's blatant, it should be corrected. But um, that's, yeah. that's, uh, that's Troy Vincent in his, his team. They'll continue <laughs> to make some uh, evolution there in the game. But Brandon, can't thank you enough for being on the show today, giving us your time. This was phenomenal. You, again, you gave our, our listeners a lot to listen to. Uh, and to reflect upon, but also I think, you know, guys like Hale and I looking at all that you're doing for the next generation, the busy calendar that you keep, the family man that you are, um, keep going, man, keep doing it. Yes, thank you. Well, again, thank you both for having me. It's always a pleasure to get a chance to to sit down and, and have a conversation with you both. And again, truly, truly appreciate you not only taking the time to highlight good, but also for you and Zebra for backing good as well, too, because that does not go unnoticed by me and especially the kids that were able to help as a result of it. Awesome. Good to hear that. Yeah, thank you for that. All right, Hale, I think uh, it's time for us to sign off. Brandon, thanks again for being on. Zebra Nation, keep working hard, keep grinding, delivering a performance edge. 
And uh, Hale, I'll see you in a meeting real soon. Sounds good, Adam. Thanks, Brandon. We appreciate the time. Thank you. Cheers. Take care. And.